So I want to talk to you real quick about Canva. So as small business owners, most of us are not like super fancy graphic designers, and it's really not easy to learn complicated software. So that's where Canva comes in because we all need to make social media posts. We all need to make some graphics. We all need some cover photos, some flyers, some digital art, right? And Canva makes that easy. Canva Pro starts at only $9.95 a month, which is actually a steal, but you can try it for free for 30 days and support the podcast. So all you've got to do is go to socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. That's socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. I hope you love it. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike, dancing in my Instagram stories, or cuddled up with wine watching The Real Housewives. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here there. Let's get started. Where we have moments of like inspiration. You know, I know I do. I don't know about you, but I have moments of inspiration where I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And then I like create all this content. And then I'll have like weeks where I'm like, I don't want to do anything. Nobody cares about my life. I'm not that interesting. I have no ideas. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I am your hostess. Brittany Crossan, thank you so much for being here. I am so happy to be back again and again. If you've been here before and you're coming back, welcome back. Uh, and if you've never been here before, welcome to the party. Let's uh, let's talk about some cool shit, have some fun, learn something. This is a really special episode. And I know I say that a lot, but you know what? We just have a lot of really special episodes here. So uh, my girl, Heather Brooker, is the guest in today's episode. And I am so stoked about this because I have known Heather for honestly years now, quite a few years now. So here's the, here's the deal with this. I met her through Instagram. Um, go figure. It's like most of the people I know (laughs) met through social media. And, um, but I first was a listener of her podcast, motherhood in Hollywood. Uh, I started listening to her show like back in 2016 and it's so fun to listen to. It's such a good show. She's so cool. She's actually a fellow actor, but unlike me, she actually moved to Los Angeles to be an actor there. I stayed in Texas and she has done such cool stuff on screen, but she also had this podcast and she had these guests on that were like, um, you know, a a lot of them moms. Uh, now I think she has, you know, moms, dads and, and everything, but she, she would talk to them about like, life in that kind of Hollywood world, no matter what kind of job they had, um, and, and kind of juggling all that stuff. And it's such a fun show to listen to, to get a behind the scenes look. So anyway, so I was stuck in like, just totally obsessed with her show. And then I started following her on Instagram and then I kind of like just made her be my Instagram friend. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just kind of pushed my way in. Um, I was like, Heather, we're going to be friends whether you like it or not. So anyway, she, um, she's so sweet. She's so cool. And she does really, really cool stuff on her, on her show, on her blog, on her social media, and just in her life. And she has a lot of really good insight. Like if you especially are a blogger or an influencer, or you just are looking for like some cool chat and creative ideas for social media, um, this is definitely the episode for you. So I'm so excited about that. That's going to be coming up in just a few minutes. Um, also happy February. Like what the hell it's February 1st. I don't even know what's happening. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if I feel like if time's flying by, if it's creeping by, I really, I just don't even know. I don't know anymore. I don't think, I think we probably all feel the same um, considering that we're in the middle of a pandemic and it's been, you know, honestly, we're pushing a year. We're pushing a year people since we all first started to have to like stay home and whatnot. Um, it's been wild. I don't even, I don't even know, but it's, it's happy February. It's, it's good. We're, we're in February. <laughs> Welcome February. And, uh, you know, Valentine's day is coming up. I don't know if you love it or hate it. I love it because Hey, it's an excuse to, um, eat something extra tasty and have some chocolate. So yeah. So happy February. I want to do a little bit of housekeeping before I dive into, um, before I dive into a couple of things with you guys, I want to make sure and mention that one, the enrollment is closed for small biz social society. It is closed for just a little while, not forever, but I, I hadn't decided for a while how, what I, if I was going to you know close it or not. And, and finally, I just made the decision. I'm going to close enrollment for just a little bit because I just really want to have some good time to focus on the members there. Um, for more than six months, I've been really marketing the membership and spreading the word while simultaneously running it, of course. And I just kind of wanted a break from that so I could just really focus on the members there. So if you are a member, yay, you're in and you're in at the low price for forever. And uh, it will be opening back up soon. So just stay tuned for that information. And also I want to make sure I mention that I have a new service that I'm offering. I'm actually now offering 90 minute consulting sessions for social media marketing consulting or personal branding consulting or both. Um, it's something that I was actually asked by some people if I would do, like I had some requests, like this is something you should do. I would love to just have like a session instead of, cause usually my consulting uh, program is 90 days and we work together for the whole 90 days on, you know, the social media and branding and so on for the client. And, um, I'm happy to have a 90 minute session option. I love that. Like we just jump on in on a call for an hour and a half and then we work out and work on whatever specific thing you want my help with. And then afterward you get a follow-up email with all of the notes and reminders and suggestions and everything from our session and bada bing, bada boom, it's done. So anyway, if you want more information about that, go to brittanycrossin.com and click on shop in the menu so you can shop for whatever service is right for you. All right. So before we get to Heather, I wanted to talk about a little bit about the topic of authenticity on social media because of something that I recently heard someone say um, on Clubhouse. So if you're not familiar with Clubhouse, it is a new social platform that is audio only. And as of right now, this very moment, it's for iPhones only and it's by invite only. Okay. 
So it's very interesting kind of exclusive situation. And because it's audio only, it's like you are kind of like at a virtual conference and you can join a room where people are having a discussion and you can even raise your hand and be called up on stage, quote unquote, on stage. And you can then ask questions or give your two cents or whatever, you know, whatever, depending upon what's, what the situation is. And so um, I've been doing a lot of talks on there and helping people with their social media, um, specifically with Instagram reels. That's been a really hot topic, but anyway, I was in a room the other day and, um, co-moderating with, um, with this awesome gal that I met on clubhouse and this other awesome gal comes up on stage and starts talking about Instagram and authenticity and how she is a somewhat of a beginner in her industry. Um, yet she's done some really beautiful work. So there's that, but she still kind of feels like a beginner and she wants to be authentic with her audience and be like honest, you know, saying I'm kind of a beginner at this still, but she also wants to position herself as an expert and not have people be like, Oh, you're just a beginner. Uh," You know? (laughs) And she was wondering how to balance that. Like how, how can you be authentic on Instagram or on social media and still hold that position of authority and, and expertise, right. And whatever you do. Um, and I loved the fact that she brought this up. So I wanted to give my two cents to you guys on it. If you were on that clubhouse chat, then, Hey, thanks for coming. But if not, look, here's the deal. I am a big believer in being super real and authentic on social media. If you follow me, you absolutely know that I talk about, I talk about some, some real personal things. Sometimes I talk about mental health struggles. Sometimes, um, it's, it's cool. Like I'm, I'm into that. I'm all about being authentic on social media, but I did tell this gal that being authentic on social media doesn't necessarily mean that you have to harp on what you would consider to be your weaknesses, especially if you're running the account strictly for business. I mean, if you, you don't, you know, I told her, you know, you don't always need to talk about the fact that you're a beginner. I mean, talk about it some, if you want, if you feel like that helps people relate to you better and, and understand you better or something like that. But otherwise we don't have to always talk, talk about what we think we're not as good at. Okay. Does that make sense? So being authentic on social media doesn't mean you have to spill your guts and tell everyone all of your thoughts and feelings all the time. You choose what you want to be authentic about and what you want to put out there. Right. So like I have a gazillion things in my life I could talk about. We all do. I mean, I could just talk y'all's ear off about the most random crap throughout every day, but I'm not choosing to do that on social media because one, like, you know, everybody's got their own things to worry about. Uh, two, that's a load to carry. Right. And three, it's not good for your brand. You want to be more focused and just focus on the specific things that you talk about in your brand. And just because you don't mention, you know, a weakness or a flaw or a, um, setback or whatever, like in her case, because she's more of a beginner, just cause you don't talk about that doesn't mean you're not being real, <laughs> right? I mean, you are an expert after all. And I told her that even though she's saying, look, I'm a beginner, should I, is it okay? Do I talk about that on Instagram or not? You know, even though she thinks of herself as this beginner, people that know nothing about what she does think that she's a total expert, 
right? And that's the case for all of you. So if you are, if you are lacking some confidence when it comes to, um, you know, talking about your business and yourself, your brand on social media, and you're wondering, oh my gosh, but there's all these negative things I could be saying, should I be talking? No, you don't have to like, (laughs) it's okay. I think if it works with your brand, like with, with mine, whenever I talk about mental health struggles on social media, it really, it really works with everything because I also talk about, you know, I also try to spread hope and inspiration through like my own fitness journey and how it helps me with my mental health and things like that. So it all works me talking about this flaw, you know, so-called flaw of mine with mental health stuff. So I hope that makes sense. I just wanted to touch on it because I want you to know that being real doesn't have to mean telling everything about your life. And if you don't, like if this girl doesn't want to go on and on about how she's more of a beginner in her industry, then she shouldn't have to, you know, have a website, have an about page. You can put like what year you started. So people understand if they really want to know and move on. All right. So be confident, be real, choose your topics that you're going to talk about on social media, stick to them. You don't have to spill your guts. You just need to choose what you're going to be vulnerable about, vulnerable about, sorry, and, and let it be and just be yourself. Okay. That's enough for all of that. I will get off of my soapbox. It's just a really important topic. I hope that it helped you give you some inspiration for your own social media. I am going to shut up because I want you to hear from my girl, Heather Brooker coming up next. Today's guest is an actress, Emmy award-winning journalist, and host of the popular podcast, Motherhood in Hollywood. She's appeared in over 40 films and TV shows like Grey's Anatomy, The Office, Fresh Off the Boat, The Mindy Project, and more. Heather is also in the trailblazing role of digital entertainment reporter for KNBC in Los Angeles, where she regularly interviews celebrities and influencers in Hollywood. On her podcast, she discusses two passions, parenting and show business, and has a hilariously addicting tell it like it is personality. She recently spoke at the Girl Up Leadership Summit alongside Michelle Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Meghan Markle about gender equity and body positivity. She lives in Los Angeles with her husband, seven-year-old daughter, and internet famous cat, Gracie, I love you. (laughs) And a fun fact, she used to be a nationally competitive cheerleader. Yes, go team in high school, but was too tall to be on her college cheer team. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Heather Brooker. Yay. Thank you for having me. Maybe I should trip that down a little bit. That's a mouthful of a bio. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I just cut out some, some flubs of mine. You guys, the first time or two, I tried to say that that was amazing. I love a huge introduction. I love that your cat is is internet famous. That's a whole other story. I remember that video and the tall cheerleader thing. We have that in common. I was a cheerleader. I'm five foot 10. Oh, I love it. Tall girls unite. I'm I'm five, eight and a half. Um, just over five, eight. And I used to love cheerleading. Like it was my life in high school. Like it is for a lot of girls. And I'm sure you understand that too. I, we did, I was the captain of my cheerleading squad. So I also created all the dances and the new cheers. And, you know, we went to Denton Texas every year for NCA cheer camp. And, um, it was, it was my life. And then I went to Oklahoma state and I auditioned, um, auditioned, tried out for, um, the squad. And they were like, you're just too tall because the guys, the short squatty cheer guys couldn't lift me up. Um, you know, they were worried about that. And I was like, and I wasn't even like, I'm a chubster now, but I wasn't then I was actually very lean and very healthy and like skinny (laughs) and they could not 
um, they were like, they're too tall. So the height limit was like five, six, five, height max, I should say was five, oh, six. So I didn't discriminating like, against the tall girls. I, know. What is that? I was like, I was like, I can be a base though. Like I can lift the other girls, but they didn't want that. They wanted just the boys to be able to lift the girls. So right. this was like a long time ago. It's probably not like that now, but this was way back in the day, many, <laughs> many years ago. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, it's funny because whenever you grow up a tall girl, um, or at least back in the day, again, we are grownups now, so I don't know about back then, but like, or about now, but then people be like, okay, either you play volleyball or you play basketball or yep. you're going to be a supermodel. Like that was yep. literally the, the those thing are the options. people expected. And I was like, oh, I mean, those are exciting options. You're but like, I gosh. guess I'll be a supermodel. <laughs> I hated playing basketball. People used to ask me all the time, oh, you're tall. You must play basketball. And I was like, no. I don't like playing basketball. It's not my jam. I loved soccer and cheerleading. I was really into soccer and I didn't, I mean, I enjoyed volleyball. I played for a little while. My dad was actually, um, my biological father was a, um, competitive volleyball player on a national team, I guess that traveled around oh. and play volleyball, but it never really struck a rung a chord with me. You know, right. like, rung a chord, struck a chord. Okay. Uh, I think it's it struck rung a know. bell, something I'm it's drunk. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Well, <laughs> I I'm so happy that you are here recording with me. I seriously, I'm so excited. I adore Yay. you. And I, oh. I like, okay. And everybody listening, I've, I've known Heather for several years now. Yeah. I actually came to know her listening to her podcast before I even had this podcast. And it was actually, I've told you before, one of the things that got me geared up and pumped up and motivated to finally start my own because I, I listened to a few and I always joked there were a few Heathers, Heather Brooker, Heather Dubrow and Heather McDonald. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. What is the None Heather? of us know each other. I have met Heather McDonald, but I don't know Heather Dubrow. <laughs> but anyway, I listened to these few key podcasting years is one of them. And I, and it was just always so inspiring to me. Cause as you know, as a performer, as an actor, like to think that you can have an audience yet like chilling in your house recording. And if you need to take care of your children or whatever you've got to do, it kind of squeezes into that life a little bit easier than maybe like for me, like here in Houston, like being at theater rehearsals every night, like that's just not very ideal. So yeah. is that like, this is not really a planned question I have noted down, but I would love to know <laughs> about the podcast. Like what the heck happened there? Why did you start it? Well, um, I, as, um, as you know, I'm an actor. And so when I became a mom, I, um, you know, acting in this world in particular in Hollywood, isn't super conducive for family life. It's not like we have a nine to five job to go to every day where we can swap stories with other moms about breastfeeding or, you know, sleep training and stuff like that. Like there just, there isn't that community, uh, of a, you know, of a regular job. And so I was really, you know, two years, it was two years in, I think Channing was about maybe 18 months, somewhere around there. And I was really, um, lonely. I need, none of my friends had kids, uh, at the time. And a lot of them like still don't, those same people still don't. So I was really lonely and I was really yearning for some friends to talk about, um, parenting stuff, but also people who understood the industry and the business and love movies and TV as much as I did. So I was like, I also had heard about podcasts and was looking for a way to kind of be creative. And I had read about podcasts and I listened to podcasts and I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just do that in my house. Maybe I'll just, um, create a podcast, invite people over to my house, have a glass of wine, cup of coffee, whatever, and just sit and talk about mom stuff and parenting in this business. And 
maybe I'll meet some friends that way, or maybe I'll sort of create my own community. And that's sort of what happened. Like I just started reaching out to people who I either knew and wanted to get to know better or people I didn't know at all and just wanted to make a connection with. And surprisingly, they started saying, yes, I would love to be on your show. And so I started getting all of these great guests, great people and meeting all these wonderful people. And they would just come on my show and we would talk, you know, and at first when I started my podcast, it, I was very long winded. Like I would have like hour and a half long to two hour long episodes. <laughs> and I'm like, some Joe I'm Rogan not, style stuff there. Yeah, yeah. I was like, first of all, I'm not that interesting. Nobody I'm having on is that interesting where we need to be talking for two hours. So I made, I made a lot of mistakes in the beginning, as far as like, I was learning. I didn't know, you know, I, I set up all the technical stuff myself. I mean, as you know, you have to figure what mics to use. You have to figure out what platform it goes on. How do you get it onto Apple? How do you get it on a Spotify and all this stuff? So there was a lot of things I was figuring out in the beginning. So my first, like maybe nine or 10 episodes are a little wonky. Like some of the audio drops out. (laughs) It's like they're little, they're a little like questionable. Um, (laughs) but I, I eventually found my groove and I found my rhythm and I, then I focused on social media to try to build that as a, it's a free tool to advertise your podcast and your website and whatever you're doing. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. And now I just feel so lucky because I have this wonderful catalog of interesting people and not just women, but men too, who talk about parenting, who talk about their passions for the entertainment industry. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it all started. I was lonely and I wanted friends. That's mom friends. Oh, <laughs> um, well, something beautiful came of it. Um, yeah. and yeah, no, I, I love the show. And if you guys have got to listen to it, if you have, like Heather was saying, like any interest in, even if Hollywood movies, television, anything interesting or creative like that, and you're a parent, I mean, it's, it's a fun show. You've had some really cool guests over the years. Yeah. I mean, lots of really cool people. Um, that's a cool thing about podcasting too, but, um, okay. So I want to ask you about, cause I, I, the, the people listening to this show, a lot of people are, well, they're usually business owners, entrepreneurs, and they're trying to get social media help and, and this and that, and they're doing most of it themselves or all of it themselves. Um, and I just want to like give somebody an idea of what it's basically what it's like to do what you've been doing on social media, just in general, as an influencer, as a blogger, whatever title people want to give it, it's fine. But, I know. but I mean, what, how, how, how did you go into that? Did it kind of come naturally with like the, having the website and the podcast, and then it just made sense to start doing more influencer stuff or no? Well, I mean, to be honest, when I first started the podcast, I barely even had a website. Like I had a free WordPress blog, And then I was like, it doesn't, it it didn't have the functionality I wanted it to have. Like I didn't, I wanted to be able to have a pretty player, um, for the audio. I wanted to be able to write a little more with it. Like, so it just didn't have the functionality that I wanted. So I upgraded to a regular, like a personal WordPress site. I taught myself how to code. So I changed some of the coding on a template that I downloaded so I could customize my website a little bit more to make it what I wanted. And so that was a process and learning process as well. And so once I had this beautiful website, I was like, I really should focus on social media and, you know, people, because it's free, it's a free way to advertise and people, um, they see now I have something like 250,000 followers or something on Instagram and they see that and they think, wow, you know, that must've just happened overnight, but it didn't, it took (laughs) years, years of. I would say 40 plus hours a week of engaging on my Instagram, 
reaching out to people, following them, commenting on their stuff. For a while, I was in comment pods, which, you know, I don't know if your audience is familiar with that, but I tried that for a while. And quite honestly, I found I couldn't keep up with everybody. For those who don't know what a comment pod is, it's where it's a group of people, maybe 10 to 12, 15 people, something like that, who all drop their posts into the pod. And then everybody in the pod goes and comments on them. And the goal is to help increase um, engagement, but also let Instagram algorithm know that it's an important post and maybe they'll boost it and show it to more people because right. Instagram is stupid. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, um, so I tried those for a while and I just found that I was like, I can't keep up because I also have a job and I was letting people down. I didn't want to do that. So I don't do those anymore. And so I tried a, a bunch of different ways to sort of build and grow. And the main thing I did was on Instagram specifically, and we could talk about other platforms if you want, but on Instagram specifically, just being consistent, posting around the same time every day, um, for years. So people know when to expect it. And also, so Instagram knows, oh, this account is going to be posting at this time. And I started boosting posts a little bit, putting some money behind it. So, um, because Instagram has totally become a pay for play kind of situation. I mean, I think I think I read that they show your posts to something like less than 10% of your audience. Yeah, it's usually like three to five, I believe, unfortunately. Oh yeah. Eva, I was gonna say maybe even less than that. Like it's so terrible. And they do that because they want you to pay to boost your posts, to show <laughs> it to more of your audience. So it, it was very frustrating for a while. It wasn't quite like that. It wasn't as bad in the beginning. Um, but I literally was just on my account every day, engaging, commenting, following accounts that I thought might be interested in my content. And then I was going on other people's podcasts and talking about my Instagram all the time, every single one, please follow me on, um, you know, it was motherhood in Hollywood, but now it's my name, the Heather Brooker and, um, doing, you know, link backs on my website to my Instagram on every, you know, guest article post I would write on somebody else. I would include a link to my Instagram. So anything I could do to sort of point people to that, because I knew that Instagram monetarily would be beneficial because that's where I was getting paid for advertising and ads. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. So I really, really spent years focusing on building up my Instagram and then started branching out to Facebook, which is why I don't have as many followers on Facebook and then Twitter, you know, um, and now TikTok. I've just gotten super lucky on TikTok because I've had a few videos go viral and I got a bunch of followers and likes. And that's the beauty of TikTok is it's like, you just need one or two to hit, yep. as you know, and suddenly it's like, you have more engagement and more followers and more likes than on Instagram. Like it's bonkers. It's such a great app, It is, um, but that's, yeah, but that's kind of how it all started. I started with my website and then I really started focusing on growing my social media. Cause it's so, especially if you want to make money, that social media following is so, so important. Right. Yeah. And I'm glad that you say that. Cause some people try to say it's not, and I'm like, I, no, I'm like, you, I think you're just like trying to sell your course or something because, um, it does matter. Like you, it's probably good it to not matter. have only 112 followers, but it's okay if you do now, but I'm saying you should, you should grow. You should want I was more. Gonna yeah. I was going to compliment your content too, because this is, and this is something you can learn from when you go to Heather's, um, probably, especially her Instagram is, is like, okay clearly you can tell like you put in the caption like if something is an ad or whatever if it's sponsored mm -hmm. or whatever but your stuff is and maybe it just maybe the performer background and all that helps I don't know but like 
it's still so great. Like, you know what I, like, you know oh, what I mean? You. Sometimes you see, we all see a post of somebody's that's like sponsored and you're kind of like, eh, okay. You know, yeah. you kind of scroll like, okay, go girl, whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> that's not how I feel about yours. Oh, and thank I you. feel, I feel like even, I don't know. I feel like it's just like, it's always good. And I feel like it's always like your, your vibe. And I can kind of get a feeling off of you that you're a generally kind, funny, fun person. I've tricked you. you. (laughs) (laughs) I've got you fooled now. (laughs) Damn it. Um, (laughs) But I mean, is there any, are there any tips you can give to somebody who's working in that space? Mm-hmm. trying to create good content for, um, even we can, we can even just say for, for Instagram, if you want to use that as a specific example, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, cause a lot of people are just using their, their smartphone and, and doing their best, but you can do amazing things. Do you have any tips or like any sort of mistakes you've made or anything that would help someone kind of get sure. going? Well, I have to say, first of all, thank you for the kind words. That's very nice. I work very hard to try to make my content still reflective of my life. Granted, it's all a highlight reel. Everybody's Instagram is a highlight reel. Um, but I still work very hard to try to make it feel like me. Um, the biggest challenges that I face and the biggest challenges I have is when you're working with a brand, we're talking about ads specifically, they sometimes will hire you to do something, but then like we were talking about earlier, we'll have a very specific contents that they want. So they'll want you to hold the product facing the camera. They want it to be in front of a TV screen with the name of the product in the background, or they'll want it to be you're wearing only red or whatever, or they'll have like these very specific ideas. So for me, the challenge is I don't want to say pushing back, but making sure that whatever they're asking of me still aligns with who I am and what I do and what people have come to expect from my feed, but also still sort of serves their creative purpose because they're hiring you. I have a little bit different mindset when it comes to ads, because as an actor, I've auditioned for commercials for years. And that's essentially what commercial acting and and ads are, is you're going in and you're pitching their product and you're the representative of whatever product it might be. So I want to try to be respectful of the brand and their vision for whatever they're trying to do. But I also, since it's my own personal page and I'm creating the content, I have to make sure that I'm staying true to myself. Um, There's been a few times where brands and I have not been jiving on what exactly that is because they get paid to come up with these big, brilliant ideas. And they think that their idea supersedes, you know, whatever yours is. And I'm like, but you hired me because you saw something in my feed or what I bring to the table that you like. So let me do what I do best. And that's, that's the challenge. I think a lot of people have to be comfortable to standing up for yourself and saying, Hey, this is what I know how to do. This is what I'm comfortable doing. Um, you know, this is what will resonate with the people because I was working on an ad recently where they wanted me to create this baked good thing. I'm not a baker, not a cook, not, not a chef. Like you will almost, almost never see, like only occasionally will you see me making a recipe or some kind of food, unless it's something very simple, because I'm just not, that's not my forte. And, um, this company hired me to make something and they didn't like what I made. They thought it was hideous. Yeah. I would be screwed. I'd be screwed. So I was like, well, I don't know what to tell you. You should have hired like a professional baker or something. Cause this isn't my forte. Like I'm an entertainer. And part of what's funny about this is that I did fail in making this, 
thing that you wanted me to make. And they were like, no, you have to redo it all and make it perfectly like this. And I was like, I can't do that. I don't have the skill set to do that. Like what in the world? So I definitely pushed back on that. I tried a couple of times and then I was like, I can't do what you're asking me to do. I'm sorry. So the ad went away and it's heartbreaking. It's disappointing. But at the same time, I'm like, I just, we have to stand up for ourselves as creators and be like, it's okay to say no. It's okay to create a, hopefully a collaborative um, conversation with whatever brands are hiring you. And, um, you know, you mentioned too, like people who take pictures with their phones and stuff. I take a lot of my, almost all my content is done with my phone. I have a nice DSLR that if I'm doing something like travel related or something that I know will require, you know, just a different kind of look, then I'll use that. But I mostly just use my cell phone. And, uh, I edit on my phone. I have presets that I use from Lightroom that kind of give everything the same look. But if you'll notice, I don't like everything. Like you'll see some people's feeds that have the exact same filter in every picture. Not one picture stands out over the other when you're scrolling through. And I'm like, you know, my life isn't perfectly curated. So I don't want my Instagram feed to be perfectly curated because that's not reflective of me. I love the idea of a filter that sort of weaves everything in together, but I don't use it on every single picture. Yeah. So I just think that people have to have confidence in knowing that you can be a creator and stay true to yourself, whatever you're comfortable with, but also be respectful that a brand is hiring you and paying you to do what they're asking you to do. So it's sort of like finding that middle ground. Right. I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did more so then. Um, <laughs> no, great. The more information, the better. Cause, um, I know, I, I mean, I actually talk to a lot of people that listen to the show and I know that's going to be helpful because it's, it's hard to know what, if you, I mean, if you don't know, you don't know. So if you've mm-hmm. never done this before, you've never talked to a brand before you've never done any of that. You it's very, it can be very confusing and probably intimidating. Um, the whole thing. Right. Um, I think it's okay to ask questions too. Like a lot of these brands, are hiring you because they like something that you have to offer, whether it's your audience, whether it's your look, your feel, like your personality, whatever. They're hiring you because they like that. So if you have a question about something or something doesn't sit right or something is unclear, um, I think they would rather you just ask and keep those collaborative lines of communication open so you know that what you're delivering them, they're gonna like. And that's ultimately it. You want the brand to like you enough to wanna work with you again. Right. Right. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned TikTok earlier. Um, it's been so fun. I would love to get your perspective on TikTok in general, like just being, being an actor and, and of course these days also a content creator and everything like it's so, it's, it's so fun. Like, I don't even know what else to say about it. I mean, it's also, hang on. It's also a little, uh, emotional because this morning I was scrolling a little bit of TikTok. I had like, I had like a little seven minute moment where I could, I was like, okay, I almost started crying. And I, I was saying to my phone, you're trying to make me cry this morning. TikTok." <laughs> was it some videos that were like super emotional? Yes. Or? For some reason they were just feeding me. Like there was a proposal and there was an old, there was an old couple where the woman got out of the hospital and I was like, Oh, good Lord, help me. I'm about to cry. <laughs> But it's really, it's really an amazing platform and it's mm-hmm. been so weird, right? Because it's like, oh, they're going to shut down TikTok. Oh no, they're not. No, so it's been, not. it's yeah. been a little odd, but it's also just been fun. Have you found it to be, I feel like it's so, um, 
neat how it's set up, right? Like yeah. you were saying to gain followers. I mean, people just see your video and it's so easy right there on the right. They can just boop, follow you. I think of it sort of like America's funniest home videos, but yes. more curated for yeah. me. Right. Um, I love getting to peer into other people's lives and their creativity and their artistry and their silly, embarrassing moments with a <laughs> trash can or something. You know what I mean? Like, I love yeah. this, this feeling of like, we're all more connected than we realize. Like how many times have you seen a video on TikTok where you're like, Oh my God, that happened to me too. And you know, like I wish I had been filming or like somebody will say like, there was a video of somebody pouring some rice Krispies in a cereal bowl and then dumping two spoonfuls of sugar on it. And they were like, anybody else do this? And I was like, Oh, I do that. Oh my God. I didn't know other people did that. So it's this weird connectivity where you're like, there are other people who are like me who are weird and quirky and have these unusual, <laughs> you know, humor or whatever, like me. So I love TikTok. I, I remember about a year and a half ago, I posted my first video. Um, yeah. And it was of Channing and I doing like a My Little Pony something. Cause we were like, what is this app? This is fun. <laughs> and I remember telling my friends that over a Friendsgiving back when we can all meet in person, um, that I was like, you guys have to get on TikTok. It's hysterical. Like it's so much fun. You can, it's more freeing than Instagram. Like where Instagram feels like you have to put a more, um, a more curated version of yourself sure. or the highlights, like I said, uh, of your life, it feels more addy, you know, like, man, over Christmas, everybody was just like, add, 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 add. And yeah. it was like, is anybody re- living their real life? Um, and <laughs> no, uh, TikTok no. doesn't, yeah, TikTok doesn't feel that way. And I remember telling them and they were like, oh my God, my 12 year old is on that. Or my seven year old likes that. I'm not going to yes. do that. And they were making fun of me. Now they're all on there, mm-hmm. like desperately trying to get followers and create content. And I'm like, I'm telling you it's, it's the anti Instagram. So like, if you're, yeah. if you love looking at those beautiful pictures, those photo, you know, moments, then you'll love, then you're kind of, or you're kind of sick of it on Instagram, then you can head on over to TikTok and like, just be a little more free. Like how many TikToks have you done with no hair and makeup, you know, where you're just like in a grubby shirt, like you're on your treadmill, just hauling I'm ass and like doing all sweating. these things. Yeah. <laughs> like you're just there, like living your best life and jamming on your treadmill. And that's, what's so fun about it. It's like, you don't feel like you have to be perfectly posed or anything like that. It's right. more of a unfiltered, look now there are still accounts who are perfectly posed and sure. all of that stuff but it's not as expected right on TikTok. and it's and also as an actor oh go ahead oh, no 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 go ahead i was just saying as an actor i get frustrated with myself because there are so many fun things and fun ideas that i have that i want to do but i don't have the time or just haven't pulled the trigger to start doing them because I want to start doing more character work. I want to start like yes. doing more lip syncing to my favorite movies and TV shows and stuff like that. And, um, it's something that's been in the back of my mind to try to do. And I just need to, I just need to find the time and pull the trigger and do yeah. it because it's such a perfect platform to perform. Oh, it's perfect for performers. And I, that's actually mm-hmm. one of the things I was going to ask you about is if you've if you, I know you've done, you've done plenty of things on TikTok, but if you were planning on, you know, being more aggressive in that direction. So I guess Mm -hmm. the answer is possibly yes, but it's, it's, it's awesome. And like for the, um, 
I've seen a lot of, I'm sure you've seen a lot of um, Broadway performers that are mm-hmm. on there, you know, being that they can't work right now. And so that's really exciting. They're dancing, they're singing. I yeah, mean, it's great. I've never seen, so I, see, I've loved tap dancing since I was a kid and it's not really like a super common life thing, like in general, like tap dancing, but yeah. on TikTok, I'm like, look at all the tap dancers. This <laughs> is so great. It's so great. And also one thing to TikTok's credit, that's that they, um, their algorithm and what they don't seem to be doing so far, unlike Instagram is keeping content away from you. They show it to a bunch of people who they think might like it. Whereas Instagram seems to purposely be hiding your content from your followers. Like I had somebody message me the other day that was like, Oh my God, I didn't, I forgot you were on here. Like you haven't popped up my feed in like a year. And I'm like, what the what? <laughs> like, that's crazy. That so crazy. whereas Instagram seems to be a pay to play almost and like hiding your content. TikTok is like, here, this is funny. And they show it to everybody. And that's what you want. Like, that's why you do it is because you're like, I'm going to post this and, and hope that people see it and hope that they enjoy it. But yes, yeah. I definitely, um, like I, last year there was this girl named Sarah Cooper, I think is her name. And she started lip syncing to President Trump's speeches and the crazy things that he would say, just yeah. lip syncing it, not adding anything particularly crazy to it or whatever, or what she just was lip syncing it and funny expressions and all that. She got a deal. She signed a development deal with CAA, which is one of the biggest agencies in the world, what the hell? had a Netflix special. It was directed by like, and produced by Maya Rudolph from SNL. What? And- Yeah. And now, and now is like going out for television shows and series regular. And it was all because she started lip syncing in these kind of funny, quirky ways to president Trump's speeches on TikTok. And I'm over here. Like I have decades of experience and credits and I've been on every major TV show. Like what the hell for you girl, but (laughs) I know. Right. I mean, I'm like, uh, I need, but see, that's, she did something, she picked something and she did it consistently and she was creative with it and it struck a chord with people. And it was like, you know, her, and then there's this other lady, Tabitha Brown. I'm sure you've seen her TikToks where she's cooking and she, she talks real slow and she's like, yes, honey, we're going to get that bacon. And like, it's oh, it's almost so. like a real, like sultry, sensual way of <laughs> making this food. And it's all vegan food. She signed a development deal as well with CAA and now is like working on a cooking show and all this stuff. And it didn't come from Instagram. Came from TikTok because they don't really. I mean, Tabitha Brown now has the following on Instagram, but Sarah Cooper didn't. Um, wow. It was all on TikTok, and that's happening so much more now. Um, online presence, online creators are being discovered from social media and getting television show deals, movie deals. Like Addison right. Ray yep. is starring in um, remake of um, oh, I forget the name of the movie, but it's some movie remake from the '90s. And she's starring in it now. And I'm like, she has no acting training. She's, she's like just been a TikToker for the past year. And now she's starring in a movie. So it's crazy making. Yeah. Well, it's crazy, but it's, it, how do you put this? Like, like, like I was joking with earlier, like on one hand, you're kind of like, I'm actually a trained actor. Good for you. (laughs) But, but, but the, the cool side, the really extra cool side is, and this is actually a note I had to ask you about this was, is like, we are actually, 
in the middle of witnessing that transition, right? Like you, you have, Mm -hmm. you have done so many amazing things as an actor. I've only done Texas uh, stuff in Texas. Um, But even, even here, even seeing the stuff here, it's, it seems like such a change, right? I mean, from Mm -hmm. people getting discovered on TikTok, but also it's like, I hear a lot of, I haven't gone out for auditions in three and a half years. So I'm, I'm out of it, but I've heard about like how social media is now affected a lot of actors in audition and like, do you, how many Instagram followers you have and certain things like that? Is that really, is that true that sometimes that is true? Okay. Yeah, that is true. So it's, it's more so with commercial auditions, Okay. because if you think about it, like if you're going out and auditioning for like Pepsi or Coke or something, or even a smaller business insurance company, whatever, and you go in and it's, you do a good job. And the person after you does a good job and they have you, when you sign in to um, do your audition or where you submit online, now it's all linked to your social media. And if they're like, okay, these two people were great, but this one has a million followers on social media. And this one only has like 10,000 or something. You're going to go with a person that has a million followers because you yeah. know, they're going to post about it on their social media. Yeah. And that's instantly a million people that are going to see your ad and not to include the impressions would be even higher than would have seen it with this other person. Right. So I think that happened. Now, that's if, you know, all, talent being equal, um, social media definitely will tip the scales and has been for a while. And I think, um, that's why celebrities suddenly who weren't on social media before are now getting on social media. Look at Jennifer Aniston. Uh-huh. She just joined Instagram last year and before she wasn't on any social media. Um, and like, there's been some other pretty high profile, um, celebrities who are now being active on their social media because it's that important. And especially when it comes to brand deals and commercial deals, and we're talking about, you know, six figure deals, seven figure deals for some of these celebrities. And, um, when CA, when their agents or whoever is going into work a deal, they can then say, Hey, not only does she have this box office draw and this popularity, she also has a million, 2 million followers online, you know? Right. Right. So it is important. It's not so much. So like when it comes to TV shows, like if you've got, if you've got a TV show that's established and they're looking between a couple of actresses, they don't really, I don't think it's as important there, but if it's like a young, like if it's an independent film, a small movie, if their lead actress has 10,000 followers versus a million followers, they're going to probably go with a million if she's a good actress, because that's free exposure for their film. And it's so hard to get any publicity on especially indie films right 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 yeah yeah no it's um speaking of the the celebrities joining finally like i like like the big dogs finally came around it was like oh welcome to instagram julia roberts right Um, i've only been here a decade if you need any tips message me (laughs) right right it's like but she hasn't needed to you know, Julia Roberts is like huge star regardless, but she hasn't needed to until this year. And pro- somebody probably told her, Hey, you got to get with the times and you be on social media. The chances that she herself is actually posting regularly are sure, slim to sure. none, but, um, <laughs> I think you can sometimes tell, I can usually can tell. tell. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe this isn't your forte, but at least you're here. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got people like who are, you know, like Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey from the office. They're very active on their social media because they know it's important and it also helps them stay relevant for casting, you know, and right. things like that. Um, there are celebrities who are pretty active on their own social media and you can usually tell if they're doing a lot of Insta stories of themselves, right? you know, versus if someone is filming them, 
chances are um, like a lot of chefs and cooks and stuff have a social media team that films them. Then they go and edit all this stuff together and post it. Right. So yeah. yeah, but it's a big deal that, you know, a lot of celebrities now are finally on Instagram, but I'm also still surprised at the ones who aren't, you know, oh, I'm yeah. always surprised because a lot of my job is tagging stars and their projects and their movies and whatnot. And when they're not on social media, I'm like, really? You're not on? Okay. Yeah. I'm always a little surprised. <laughs> right. Right. Welcome to 2021 people. Let's do this. Right. Let's get, get on, on board. <laughs> well, um, before I let you go, I would love to hear like what, cause I, cause I know I've, if, if you've listened to Heather's show, you know, this as well, but I've heard you talk about, um, and this was also important stuff for you to talk about. I feel like, uh, for a lot of parents is like your transitions, tr- career transitions or changes, and then juggling this and juggling that and you're like, actor, actor, actor. And then you made some kind of like tweaks and changes and all that. What's that? Like, can you give some words of wisdom on that for somebody who's, you know, things start changing, maybe the career tweaks or it just doesn't quite happen the way you thought, but then something even cooler comes along. You never know. Right. Yeah. Well, a lot of, um, what's been happening with me over the past several years is, you know, I, I went to school for, um, acting at a theater scholarship in college. And then I transitioned to, um, journalism. I became a reporter for many, many years, but I really missed performing. I missed making people laugh and, you know, that sort of thing, which you can't really do when you're doing the news. It's inappropriate (laughs) sometimes. Um, so I, you know, we packed up from Oklahoma and my husband and I came out to LA and I started pursuing acting and comedy and improv and stand up and like all of these fun things, but I always stayed in news, um, to help pay the bills and pay for my acting habit basically. So, um, (laughs) I, um, then when I started motherhood in Hollywood, my news director at the station where I work at NBCLA was like, Hey, I like your podcast. I like what you're doing on social media. Would you ever want to do that for us on social media? And like, you know, be like an inter- cover entertainment. And I was like, Oh my God, I would love to. I never really thought that that would, I would be reporting again in that way. But cause you know how, when you, when you do something different, you kind of think, okay, maybe that chapter is closed. And that's what I really thought about reporting. I thought, okay, I'm done with that. And now I'm going to move on to something else. And, uh, for a solid 10 years, that's all I did. I focused on acting classes, auditioning, you know, everything surrounding that world. And then when this opportunity came up to combine what I loved about Um, the entertainment industry and what I love about reporting and I get to be on camera and have personality and all this stuff. I was like, I can't say no to that. So for me, at least in my situation, it was more of like an opportunity that presented itself that I couldn't say no to. I was like, this is too good of a situation to combine all the things that I love. And I think what we have to do is just be open to whatever comes your way. Um, so often we like to put ourselves in little boxes and go, no, I am just this. Um, I had someone on my podcast one time that was like, I don't believe in multi hyphenates. I think, you know, you are just one thing and that's what you do. And I was like, Oh, what? Um, I know I didn't, I was like trying to be polite, but I was like, that's bullshit. Um, we're not just one thing because our personalities are not just one thing and our lives and our families are not just one thing. You know, I am a reporter. Yes. I'm an actor. I'm also a comedian. I'm a mom. I'm a writer. You know, um, there's, there's many different layers to us as people and there's many different interests. And I'm a big believer that we get one life obviously. So 
don't put yourself in a box, like be open and be ready to enjoy whatever interest may come your way. Now that doesn't mean every two weeks you go, and now I'm this, and now I'm this, <laughs> and I'm just going to flit around from like job to job and career to career. But like, if it's truly something you're passionate about, like, it's okay to say, this is what I am, but I also enjoy this too. So whatever opportunities may come up, I'm going to follow it and see how it goes. And it's okay. If that doesn't work out, I've also got this to fall back on. And, um, I just, I really, really encourage people to not say no. If it's something you're excited about something that you're interested in, try it because you never know. Like I never imagined in a million years, I would be reporting on entertainment in the number two market in the country. And still get to be an actor. Like my, that was one of the deals when I signed on, I said, look, I still want to do auditions. I still want to follow this creative pursuit. And they were like, great, go for it. So don't be afraid to, to say, this is what I want. And this is what I'm still interested in. And, you know, I don't know if that's like super cheesy, generic advice, but too often, I think we just go, nope, I'm just a nurse. This is all I do. I can't do anything else. But what if you also like macrame? Or you're really into like, you know, uh, wine tasting or, you know, maybe you have a winery in your garage, like, great. So maybe you're a nurse, but you like to make your own wine. Like, I don't know, like, <laughs> just don't be afraid to embrace those, those sides of yourself that bring you joy. That's really the bottom, yeah. the bottom line. I love that so much. And I agree with you hundred percent. I've said it, I've said it a lot, especially in the last year or so that I've actually gone through some things to, that kind of altered some things. It's like you, we have to remember that most likely the path will actually change. Okay. Speaking of, speaking of cheesy, um, uh, (laughs) inspirational (laughs) advice, but it's true. It doesn't mean you can't get to the destination and some version of that destination, which might actually even be better than what you imagined in the first place, but Mm -hmm. the path is going to change. It's not, you know, we want to be like, Nope, it's going to go this way. And that's the journey. And and we just don't live in a world anymore where people go and get a job and they work at that job for 50 years. And that's all they ever do. Like, that's just not the world we live in anymore. Plus like there's too many exciting things to do, especially if you're a creative type, like there's too many avenues where you can create something and make something your own now that you don't have to just do one thing forever. Right. Um, yeah, no, I absolutely love that. I agree. Awesome. That's a good, that's a good place to end. Um, but before I let you go, I want you to tell everybody, which we will also have in the show notes, but please tell them, uh, what's, what's going on with you? Like, where can they find you? Um, they want to follow you. They want to go to your website, listen to your show, all the things. There are so many things. Please, please, <laughs> please tell us all of them. <laughs> I will tell you all of them. Well, first of all, I want to encourage everybody. Um, you're welcome to check out my podcast. I've been sort of on a somewhat of a hiatus at, towards the end of last year, but things are going to pick up again um, this week. And, it's so good. Um, and by the way, hang on, let me interrupt you. I love it when your mm-hmm. husband's on with you sometimes. Oh, thank you. You know what? I do too. So I, good. <laughs> I I get the most positive feedback when he's on. And I keep telling him, I'm like, I feel like we need to do these more often, but we both, especially this last year, we're just so burnt out between yes. working and helping Chan with school. And we have it's this crazy. puppy who's a pain in the butt. Um, <laughs> so like, it's just like trying to find the time to do that. But I think he's definitely going to be on a little bit more. I think he's cool. also thinking about starting um, his own like radio channel 
music channel because he used to be a radio DJ. So um, he's thinking about kind of starting his own like Brooker radio kind of thing to play music he loves and that he doesn't get to hear as often on the radio. So he's playing, he's thinking about doing that. Yeah. So (laughs) we're both kind of, we're both kind of exploring some more creative pursuits um, in the next year, but definitely everybody go to motherhoodinhollywood.com. That's where you can see um, the latest uh, on my podcast and also the latest that we're doing in our life, but to stay up to date with, uh, a lot of the stuff that's happening, like day to day, moment by moment. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at the Heather Brooker and Facebook at the Heather Brooker. And then on Twitter where I've mostly put like inappropriate comments and rude jokes. <laughs> that's where Perfect. they go on Twitter at Heather Brooker. Um, so yeah, everybody would love it if you follow and subscribe and, um, keep in touch. Okay. Thank you so much, Heather. I Thank love having you. you here and I'm so happy Aww. to finally talk to you. <laughs> I know. I know. I feel like we have been connected. That's the great thing about social media. I feel like we have been connected, but there's nothing quite like, like being face to face with somebody. It's um, it makes it seem more real. Right. And zoom it's, it's, it's like the yeah. new, it's the new meeting people in person of it totally of is. Yeah, <laughs> it totally is. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This has been so much fun. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production, funlovemedia.com. Bye.